7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Okay, so much drama in Formula One, as you would expect, I guess, when people are racing against each other, trying to prove that who's the fastest. Yeah, but what happened in Monza there? Let's talk about it now. And we're joined by um, Formula One correspondent uh, Edwin Naidu. Edwin, good evening, and thanks again for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. You again. It's always fireworks, hey? It's always fireworks. And <laughs> before we get to the fireworks, at least let's talk about the winner, Daniel Ricciardo. He hadn't won on the circuit in three years now. I think since he left Red Bull, Edwin, how big was that for him? Immense, immense. I'm so sad that it had to be overshadowed, but I think he did best when, you know, going past anybody who's forgotten or thought I'm done, I'm not. You know, something to those effects. And I think, you know, Daniel Ricciardo, oh, amazing, sir. He just needs a good car. And yes, you know, it was one race where you could say the winner did not do it by default because Lewis was there, because Max wasn't there. From the beginning, from the takeoff, he was in the lead. And that was mm-hmm. a very victory. And let's not forget, McLaren's got Mercedes engine in their car. So, you know, they made really good use of it. I was about to say they looked good during that sprint weekend, eh? Yes, yeah. I, I think, you know, you could see on Saturday that they were going to give uh, Verstappen and Bottas then, you know, a difficult time. And uh, I seem to suspect at this uh, particular circuit, if you second, you actually make a better start. And, you know, pole position doesn't give it to you. And that's why when Verstappen tried to take off, he tried to cover the line ahead of Daniel. And he was just too slow because this McLaren is actually really good and you saw how the second car, the Norris, driven by Norris, kept Lewis for, for quite a long time. So, and he did it in the sprint as well. So, really good. Welcome back, McLaren. And I didn't know this before the race, but McLaren hadn't won a race since 2012 when Jensen, Jensen Button, raced to, Button raced to victory in, 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 in Brazil. What's happened with them, Edwin? I think they went off the boil. They experimented with the Honda engines and then... They're now back with Mercedes, and I think, you know, in in the past, if I'm not mistaken, the Mercedes partnership served them well. They won lots of world titles, and, you know, they had legends in their cars. You know, I think the likes of, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, Mansell was the last one who won it, or possibly maybe, I I, I think it was Nigel Mansell, and you you also had uh, people like Prost driving in it, so... Definitely, they, they were at one point really, really great. Remember the great rivalry between Schumacher and Mika Hakkinen. Hakkinen won two mm. world titles with them. So I, I think they just went off the ball. You know, no one seems to sustain it as well as Mercedes is doing, you know, dominating for the last eight years. I think that's a record in Formula One. No one's done it that long. Uh-huh. Now let's talk. go back to what happened. There, a lot has been said about who was wrong, Lewis coming out of the pits there. Just take us through what happened in your opinion there, Edwin. I think, you know, in, in Verstappen's case, Red Bull seemed to have goofed it up with the pit stop. They took an 11-second pit stop. And this for a team that changes tires in 1.8 seconds. That's a record for this season. Mm-hmm. They took 11. I think it flustered him. They put him in the back of the pack. And when he came out, you know, you suddenly see Lewis in front of him. I think he had extra rumor to go and cover his line. He says the line was his. Lewis says he gave him space. They both crashed. We saw what happened. I think you 
you saw a very angry Verstappen leave his car. And yes, you did see Lewis try to reverse because obviously, you know, when your rival is out, you think maybe even if I get one point, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But I think, you know, it was a very ugly weekend because, you know, it spoiled a very good race. I don't think both of them would have taken over from McLaren's because McLaren's were really on a roll. But I think it just marred the weekend and it's the second time we've seen this. And, you know, I wouldn't want to say who's, you know, uh, uh, Verstappen is to blame or Hamilton. I mm. think Red Bull guy put it uh, well. He said 50-50, you know. So, you know, 50-50 means it's both ways. One could have said, I'm not taking the corner. The other said, I uh, could have said, I give you more space. And both maybe would have raced and got points, but it didn't happen like that because they don't want to give an inch to each other. Well, the stewards have ruled. I mean, uh, Verstappen now has a three-place grid penalty for the next Grand Prix in, in, in Russia. So they're basically saying he was mainly to blame. I, I think so. You know, if you look at the British Grand Prix where they said Lewis was to blame, this one they've given it to Verstappen. They've given him the three-space uh, three, uh, three, uh, three uh, penalty, grid penalty. They say that equates to the 10-second penalty that uh, Hamilton got in Brit- uh, the British Grand Prix. So, you know, I think it, it spices things up for Russia. You know, if uh, Verstappen gets polled, he'll drop to four. Maybe Lewis will be second or first. And he, I think, you know, it, it makes it for a much more exciting race. But you've also got the McLarens now who are going to be in there and, you know, spoiling the race because they're not worried about the world title. They're worried about wins because <laughs> the more points they get as well, equals to more pounds that they get at the end of the year in prize money. And mm-hmm. so far, they're about 16 points ahead of Ferrari. So it, it means a lot for, for, for them as well. So they're fighting their own title, you know, title battle as well. A lot was said about Max not checking on Lewis after that incident. What can we read into that? Or what do you read into that? Well, I think uh, it looked very cold. And, you know, where the race is everything. You know, winning and losing, it's about human beings and... I think he came across very callous. But you see, Max is not a guy who does things for PR. Lewis, Lewis actually tried to reverse. So, you know, when he, when he tried to reverse, that means he was okay. And Max said afterwards, I saw he was fine. He was trying to reverse. So that's why he walked and he was angry. <laughs> so I think it was heat of the moment. And, uh, you know, you're going to have the people who support Lewis say, this guy is cold. You're going to have the people who support Max say, Lewis is a crybaby. He's complaining about his neck. When you look at the race, uh, you know, in Britain, Max didn't complain. He just got taken to the medical center, got checked out. He was offline for two days. And, you know, they're different characters. One maybe is uh, cold and one is warm and fuzzy. And Lewis is complaining about a neck pain. He needs physio. He doesn't know if it's going to be okay for the next race. I bet you he'll be there, you know. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) <laughs> and, and do you want to bet that they will crash again before the end of the season or they will get into each other again? <laughs> I think so. I think the next time if it happens, you know, it, it's going to end in tears for one of them because one may continue and that's going to open up a, a big gap, you know, like a 20-point gap if, if if one doesn't finish a race. so And it seems like they just can't control each other themselves from making it happen. You, you've got some good circuits coming up. I think there's about six races left or 14, well, six or eight, depending on COVID. And uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, it spices it up a little. Eh? We want to see good, clean racing, but uh, it seems like 
these two just don't know what that means for now. <laughs> and just on a serious note, Edwin, now, I mean, Lobos tweeted or put out on social media that um, I'm reminded how lucky I am and he thanked the hello for protecting him there. And when they were introduced to these devices that just sit on top of the, the driver's head in 2018, there was a lot of controversy. But how important have they become now? Well, it, you know, he acknowledges that it saved him. Three years ago when it was introduced, he actually was one of them who said, what is this? You know, he, he didn't, he laughed it off. So, and we, we saw then it saved, uh, I think it was Leclerc who had quite a bad accident. Against and Alonso, the, yes. Yeah, and, and this saved him. So, you know, I think uh, definitely it, it's proven. And we've seen some hectic races in the last few years where there's been severe crashes and the drivers just walk out, you know, unscathed. So, uh, yes, um, Hamilton is lucky, but I think, you know, F1 cars have become really safe. You, you, I, I don't know if you remember, there was one where there was an explosion sort of, uh, and the car caught in fire. Uh, this guy left uh, last season. Mm. But, uh, you know, it was like really horrible, and you, you never thought he's going to walk out of the okay. He just got burns on his hands, I think. So the, the Halo and the F1 cars are a lot safer than they used to be, and I think our drivers have it easy. And also, you know, the one thing which we never talked about because of Belgium Grand Prix mm. is when you think of the years gone by where they called Schumacher the rainmaster, mm. they called uh, Senna the, the greatest in the rain, they drove through worse rains and got points and finished races. These guys, I think F1 has become too legislated, you know, where everything is, you know, conducted by the FIA in a way that takes away, sanitizes the races a bit. So... Mm. I'm extremely concerned because it could make for dull viewing. But what's happening between Hamilton and uh, Verstappen is certainly lagging things up. Yeah, it was actually, it was Groshan that was bent, right, last season, last year. Groshan, yes, yes, yes. And he had bends on his hands and all of that, yes, yeah. I remember that. So finally, it sets us up now for a great finish to the season. How do you see the season ending? You, a betting man, you... <laughs> you lose money, you know. Your money's safer in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, it, it sets it up for an, for an exciting season because if you think about it, Mercedes are the top dogs. They've been for the last eight years. Hamilton is going for his eighth title. Verstappen is going for his first. So it's experience versus the rookie. And, you, you know, somehow it seems that Red Bull have a slightly faster car this year and they seem to be rattling Mercedes. As a result, you think a bit of mistakes from Mercedes, a lot of, you know, fun and games in terms of verbal wars. <laughs> so I, I would say that, you know, we, we will only know how it's going to pan out maybe in the, in the last two or three races. Okay, still lots of racing left, about seven races there. There's still Russia, there's Turkey still to come, Abu Dhabi, Brazil, US, all those races still to come. Edwin, thanks for speaking to us again on SFM. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your insight. Pleasure. Thank you. That is Edwin Naidu uh, speaking to us uh, tonight there about what happened in Formula One. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to leave it there. It is time for news. It's 8 o'clock. I just wanted to check a quick score of what's happening with the Proteus women against uh, with the West Indies. West Indies were pulled out for 157 in the third ODI, and the Proteus women have begun their chase down six without loss after three overs. That's it from us then. We're back again tomorrow between 7 and 8 p.m.